Thank you for tuning in to the You Own the Experience podcast. In this week's episode, Lauren and Rob rap about the why, when, and how of working with a systems integration partner, and later are joined by Holly Cahoon, managing partner at Regents Consulting Group, a company that consults on the construction of human-centered tech stacks for people-focused industries. Here, Mann, Jones, and Cahoon discuss the dangers of this quick technological shift and frequent mistakes made by companies when constructing a tech stack, and how working with an SI partner can be the solution. The crew also chats about the impossibility of running a staffing business while keeping on top of technology, how even the biggest industry players have trouble understanding the best way forward with tech, the three most common tech stack missteps, and the allure and the danger of the free tech demo. This episode is brought to you by Able and Leap Consulting Solutions. Please remember to rate, review, and share the episode, and you can subscribe for all the updates and live chats at www.ableteams.com slash podcast. Enjoy! What's up, Lauren? How you doing? I am super fantastic. How are you, Rob? I am doing okay. It is holiday season. I'm trying to buy some holiday cards. And Lauren, of course, offered up the most expensive cards we could possibly buy. And I'm on a budget here. So anyway, Lauren's got some bougie taste. Yes, I do. But it's all about the coupon code, Rob. You can be a baller on a budget with your holiday cards as long as you've got a coupon code. Got it. Well, I will go try and find a coupon code because $2 per card is a bit over my taste. So what are we talking about today, Lauren? We are demystifying the SI acronym. What the heck is an SI? Why do I need an SI? When do I get an SI? There's a ton of confusion and I think a little bit of misinformation out there about an SI, which is a system integrator. Okay. So you are looking to implement a enterprise or a software system that is like mission critical. There is some data migration. There are workflows you have to set up. There's some configurations you have to do. All of the things. So Salesforce, if you're familiar, hopefully you are, they use multiple SI partners globally to implement Salesforce, unless you have your own administrator and architect who can do that, but you can train yourself on something called Trailhead for that. Bullhorn has a large, large number of SI partners, most of which we work with. Things like NetSuite, Workday, these all have SI partners to implement. So these really big Mission critical. Not like I don't want to. I don't want to make it complicated, but like it's not not complicated, but it's not overly complicated if, if you have some experience. But it's easier to partner with an SI partner to get these things done. So, Lauren, when would you partner with an SI partner? I gave some, but like, what's the the main rhyme and reason? I'll let you answer most. The sooner, the better. Okay, so that's a good answer. What use cases? I asked the bad question. <laughs> what use cases? Anytime you have a little bit of complexity around the implementation of a few technologies or a singular technology, and you have migration of data and some maybe a little bit of complex configuration, get an SI firm involved. They're the experts. They're going to help you do it right. They're going to help you not only get the best short-term benefit from this, but the long-term benefit. And Holly helps us demystify. We didn't introduce our guest yet. Who is our guest? Holly Cahoon, of course. Another fierce 
female lady leader out there kicking some IT tail. And so I'm so excited to have her because I think there's a lot of misinformation or just a little just general confusion about what the heck is an SI and why would I get an SI? And so I think Holly's going to really help break it down so that you understand the who, what, when, where, why, how, and have the best short and long-term relationship with an SI firm. Yeah. So I also want to say like, we talk about the why a lot in this interview. I'm going to kind of give away a little bit of it and just say, if you are thinking about doing or doing an ATS change or a CRM change, it's a good time to talk to an SI before because they're going to help you understand your requirements. They're going to help you know who to talk to instead of having to sit on hundreds of demos, right? We had some guy, how many demos did that one guy talk to? Oh my goodness. He was amazing. 64 demos, right? And that's insanity. We were actually guesstimating the amount of hours and it was, it was a little insane. It was like almost 300 hours that he had spent in demos. And your SI firms are going to have some really great critical information about some of the latest impediments, integration woes, really work with your SI firm to educate yourself. You do not have to do this by yourself. And I think that's probably the crux of all of this, of why we're introducing this conversation and educating you on this is that there is this misperception that you have to do this by yourself. You got to go out there and get the technology and you don't. There's a lot of support out there to help you do this right. And this is where I sort of beg whether you're a startup firm or an enterprise firm, do it right the first time, engage the right people the first time, and you won't have as many ongoing woes. This is about doing it right the first time. Proper planning prevents poor performance. Yep. Measure twice, cut once there. Anyway, so just to give you guys some context, like Lauren just said, if you're brand new, if you're going out on your own and you're not sure of your requirements, if you are growing rapidly, which a lot of staffing and recruiting firms are, and you realize that your systems are not up to par to, to handle that scaling and that rapid scaling that's happening in growth, I guarantee you it will be cheaper if you partner with an SI before you go and buy a technology. If you are a COO of a company and you spend... 50 plus thousand dollars on a new system and it fails, you better hope your C-suite loves you and your board of directors loves you because that's a great reason to get fired. So, and I know of people who have. I love it. A little fear mongering never hurt. Well, that's not fear mongering. It's responsible (laughs) buying. Just kidding. Anyway, don't do that. Don't be that guy or girl because there's lots of badass women like you, Erica, Holly, like you guys are all badasses who've been in those operational seats. So anyway, by the way, I've been listening to a lot of Reed Hoffman, and, and maybe this applies. It's like you come up with a hypothesis and a strategy that you need to test. How do you measure it for as quickly and cheaply as possible to see if it's going to actually work? Which is actually what we talked about when we interviewed your former CFO. God, what's his name? Tom Nahila. Tom, I knew. Okay. So <laughs> we interviewed Tom a couple of weeks ago. That was the conversation. It's like test it for efficiency, pay a little bit of money, pay, right? Or like do what you have to do to get the test, but but do that. And I think this is a very similar theme. And so we're, we're hitting on this thread a lot, guys. Anyway, Laura, really excited for the interview with Holly and to also answer the question of why you should partner with an SI partner early, often, because at the end of the day, it's going to save you money. And just because I want to be a little fear-mongering because I never get to do it, it might save your job. Anyway, Lauren, this episode is brought to you by Able and Leap Consulting Solutions. You are the bomb. On the other side of this quick commercial break, we will have our interview with Holly Cahoon. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Leap Consulting Solutions. 
Our firm focuses on three areas of opportunity as it pertains to technology in our industry. First is expeditious acquisition of technology, helping you make quick decisions and good investments for the betterment of your organization. The second is business process change management and adoption. And then finally, evangelization of your new differentiators of your digital transformation. Call Leap Consulting Solutions today. Able offers a fully featured onboarding automation platform to help staffing firms just like yours ensure all candidates have a world-class onboarding experience. The company's mobile-first platform makes qualifying, hiring, and engaging candidates easy for everyone involved. Able is trusted by some of the world's largest staffing agencies and can automate even the most complex of hiring workflows, giving your team 40% of their day back and allowing you to hire up to 90% faster at half the cost. Visit ableteams.com to learn more. What's up, Lauren? How are you doing? <laughs> you couldn't even hold it in. Uh, amazing. I am awesome, Rob. How are you? Sorry, everybody. Lauren has been giving me crap for the first 10 minutes of this call about my accent uh, or lack thereof. He says he doesn't have one, people. He says he says Florida like a normal person, but he doesn't. He says Florida. How do you say Newark, New Jersey, Lauren? Newark? Like a person? No, it's N-O-O-R-K. Newark. <laughs> Newark. Newark. That's not how it's spelled. The nor is that the way that you're supposed to sound? It's a two-syllable word. Okay, how do you say the same city in Delaware? Delaware? The same city in Delaware. How do you pronounce that? Newark, Delaware? No, it's actually Newark. No, that's how they pronounce it. In Newark, Delaware. And it's Newark, New Jersey. Is it two words? No, it's one word, but they pronounce it that way. Anyway, we have a really <laughs> great guest today who we've been ignoring. this. Literally, we've been talking trash to each other for the last 10 minutes. Holly Calhoun, how you doing? Calhoun. Get it right. It's Holly Calhoun. Holly Calhoun. Got it. I'm sorry. You have a very beautiful painting behind you, by the way. I just saw that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's like a beautiful canvas of trees and very colorful leaves like it's fall. Yes, it is. All right. Well, Holly, you are the managing director of Regions Consulting Group, which is a SI partner, mostly enterprise from what I understand. Lauren works very closely with you guys. Uh, do you want to give a two-minute elevator pitch? Correct me if I was wrong, which Lauren loves to do anyway. Even if I was right, she'll still correct me. And uh, let's get going. You are very close. I only correct you on the name and the titles, managing partner, but you got it close enough. Excited to be here today, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Yep, I'm with Regions Consulting Group. We are, you are correct, a full service end-to-end -end systems integrator. We are focused exclusively on the staffing and professional services industry. You are correct as well, Robert, that we do a lot of work in the enterprise space. Eight out of the 10 of the largest staffing clients in North America are customers of Regions, which we're very proud of. And all of the top five are repeat customers of ours. So uh, we've been in business for about 10 years and have a group of consultants with deep industry experience, on average, about 17 years of experience in the industry, both as consultants and many of our folks like myself held leadership and executive level roles within staffing companies as well before moving into consulting. So... We love the industry. We have a passion for digital transformation and love to help our clients and customers on their journey. 
Well, this is a really exciting conversation because one of the questions that I inevitably get asked a lot, and Regents is a partner of Leap Consulting, so we need to get that out of the way right now. But there's a reason for that. I get asked the question all the time, why do I need an SI partner? Let's talk a little bit about the why, and then let's dispel a few myths because I think that there's a lot of misinformation out there about SI partners and the who, what, when, where, why, how. So let's first talk about why you would need a systems integration partner. Because it sounds like an overbuy out of the box, right? I'm just buying technology. I'm buying software as a service. The service should provide the, make all the magic happen. That is very much the assumption that businesses have. So let's talk about the why. Yeah. And I think you just simultaneously talked about the why and one of the myths, right? At the same time, we're kind of all the same and that there's not really any difference between SI services and the professional services that I could get from my technology vendors or vendor, right? That is a very common misconception about SIs. And I think to talk about dispelling it, I think using the word systems integrator is probably the easiest way to do it. You talk about this all the time, Lauren. I know I've heard you say this before, right? It's in the name, what an SI does. We are integrators, right? And there is no transformation, as you say. No transformation without integration, people! Ding, 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 ding. Holly wins the award. We finally got a guest to say it before Lauren said it. That is correct. I got a gift card coming to you, Holly. Cha-ching. All right. She trained me well. But yeah, I think that is a large part of what we do as integrators, right? So I think that your technology partners and their services, professional services, are going to be very, very heavily focused around that particular tool or technology, right? It's what they do. They're experts in that space. And that's you know, the expertise that they provide. Your SI partner, a good SI partner should have a broader perspective on things. They should be looking at not just that individual technology, but it as a part of your entire technology stack, right? And they're almost like a conductor, right? It's, you've got the orchestra that knows how to play their instruments and a good SI should be able to come in and make everybody sing together, right? You have a really great but unique philosophy about that in who you represent in the whole process. Tell everybody about that and why that's important. Yeah, so I think that Regents, like I said, a lot of us have come to this having been on our clients and customers side of the table. And so I think that does bring a unique perspective to how we approach our clients' problems, right? And I think that maybe is one of the areas where Regents differentiates ourselves. We do try to come in and listen very closely to our clients and customer needs. We try to be agnostic in our approach. There is just like there is not one single SI for everybody, there's not one technology solution for everyone. And so we love to make sure that that listening is the very first part of what we deliver when we engage with our clients and customers to really understand the problems they're trying to solve, understand big picture, the objectives they're trying to achieve. Because again, just plopping a system in place is not going to solve your problems if you don't have a better understanding of what you're trying to accomplish with it. So I think that's a very important part of what Regions tries to do. And I think, Lauren, one of the reasons that we've partnered so well together as well. Right. And you really represent the customer in the whole process. I think that that's an important distinction that I think sets you apart. So we talked a little bit about the why. Let's talk a little bit about the when, because I also think there are some big misconceptions or myths around when you would bring in an SI partner. Because again, people think that, oh, my job's not big enough for this, or it's not this, or it's not that. So let's talk a little bit about the when. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's a couple of the other myths. So our best case scenario is for a client to bring us in as early as possible, right? Very often when we get brought in is after the fact. The client decides they want to make a change. They decide on the technology that they want to make a change around. And then they decide they need some people to help them do it. And then they bring in an SI, right? Again, if you look at the whole picture, the big picture and and what Regences and other SIs are trying to help their customers achieve, the earlier, the better in terms of bringing us into the equation. We really want to understand what your objectives are. We want to right size to your point about I can't afford an SI. A good SI partner should be able to right size their service offering for you, depending on the size of your organization, the size of the change that you're undertaking. And so I think that's another important element of of what we do and a common myth, right? I just, I can't afford it. There's no way I could afford to do this. That's exactly right. And I think there are SIs for all shapes and sizes. I think the when as early as possible, but one of the questions I get asked is, do I bring an SI partner in when I'm considering my stack? Ideally, yes, right? Definitely. Robert, did you have a question? (laughs) I do. I'm raising my hand very nicely. Well, girls were chatting over here. I see that. All right. Jeez. Anyway, so Holly, one of the things that we always talk about, or Lauren likes to bring up, is being on the side of your, the actual customer is huge, obviously, because they need to use it. Let's say you get into a scenario where they're trying to fit a manual process into a digital tool. So for instance, like we always kind of give the example of your manual processes may need to change, right? So I feel like and Lauren, you say this a lot, right? Like, guys, don't buy something fancy and put your 1970s process into it. I do say that all the time. You can't take an old analog process and slap technology on it and think that it's going to be fixed. You really, really need to. And part of a, having a really good SI is going to help you reevaluate that process and then make some best practice suggestions. Yeah, so you have to navigate that a lot, Holly, and... What is the process like? Short answer or long answer? Either way, it works for me. Absolutely. We run into it all the time, every day, for sure. And I think in particular, I don't know about you, Lauren, but I see it even more now as we move toward cloud-based technologies, right? Because the concept of utilizing a solution that's a SaaS solution is you want to be able to take it out of the box. You don't want to do a lot of customization. You don't want to do a lot of reverse engineering it to meet your current business processes. And so inherently what that means is that that puts a lot more of the burden of a change like this on the client, on the customer, and on changing their business processes and adapting to the change. And again, I think that's a place Lauren has does a great job with this and another place where Regents, I think, tries very hard to work with our customers. A good SI should challenge your way of thinking, right? So we should be looking at your processes and asking, why are you doing it that way? As an SI, I think that we have a ton of experience working with your competitors and with other people in the industry over the decades we've been there. So we should be able to provide you with best practices. What are trends in this space right now? And I think also bringing methodologies to the table that help support you in making that change are also really important in helping our clients and customers make that transition from reverse engineering a system to what I do today to understanding what I need to do to make that change in the future. And I think breaking it up into chunks too, that's part of the methodology that we bring to the table, more of an agile approach of how do you break that up into consumable amounts of change for the organization so that they really can achieve the adoption levels that they want to achieve. And that's a really great point because one of the things we talked about kind of ad nauseum last week was, do I need to eat the whole elephant? 
right? Or do you, you need to do pieces of this really, really well? And I think if you can bring in the right partners to execute on specific things and do each one of those things really well, not only can you afford the SI because you're not eating the whole elephant operationally and financially, but you can execute on those things in a much better way. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's where approaching your relationship with an SI truly as a partnership, that is the best way for you to get the most out of that relationship, right? Because to the extent that your SI understands you, understands your tech stack, understands your culture, understands your organization, you're not spending money every time you have something you need outside support for bringing them up to speed on who you are and where you're trying to go, right? If you have that partnership and that relationship with somebody that's built over time, they can jump in quickly and help support your needs. And it's interesting that we, for whatever reason, have put SIs over here as something on demand, as opposed to if it was your attorney, right? And you have them on retainer on an ongoing basis to support your business, to update your contracts, to continue to nurture all of those legal discussions that you're having with other customers. And yet... For whatever reason, this, what I feel should be, like you say, you've got the top five coming back to you repeatedly because it's an ongoing partnership and they understand that this needs to be something that I continue to invest in. I like that analogy of the lawyer, like your SI is your lawyer. They are. We're not lawyers, though. We're not, but I like. No, they're not lawyers. (laughs) Hey, let's not say anything bad about a, a lawyer. My wife who reads the cold open is an attorney. No, I won't say anything bad about a lawyer. Your wife is a lawyer. She got recruited by a top five firm and placed into her current role. So she's very happy. So shout out to Adeco and Parker and Lynch. And their managing director for the Southeast, Jen Darcy. You are the bomb. Always giving the shout out to the wifey. It's my favorite thing about it. All right. Anyway, I had this conversation. I sat, I was sitting at lunch. There was another SI partner who will not be named. Voldemort. I was sitting next to a, he's going to know who this is, by the way. So thank you for that. Sitting next to a former colleague and actually a really good friend of mine from Bullhorn. He's a solution consultant. And this guy was like, we just kind of sat there. He started eating and workforce management, like high volume. And he was like, I don't even know where to begin. We're on paper. Everything's paper. Time cards are paper. Onboarding is paper. We hire hundreds of people sometimes at a time. They're successful, right? They've been in business a decade plus, and there's nothing wrong. He looked at us, and we were just we were asking questions. We were trying to be helpful, of like, and and Lauren, that was the I made that introduction to you this morning, by the way. That's that guy. He just looked at me and was like, "I don't know where to begin, but I know what we're doing is not scalable." And that's why you need an ally because you need someone to consult to you. You know, like that's why you have an attorney. You're like, don't do that. Or, hey, you should do that. And I think that's why that analogy really works well. Because that guy was working really hard in sales and he's done every job in this firm and he's like the you know, he's the managing part, whatever. Like he's just worked really hard for this company. But he knows that he physically cannot do anything more to help that business scale because of technology and people's mindsets about technology and not wanting change. And I was just like, it was like the perfect kind of like real world example that just happened on Friday of last week. Well, and we haven't commercially, right? SIs have been sort of pigeonholed into this only enterprise organizations need them. And I think the more, remember our technical world is changing. HR tech, we talked about the level of investment from over a billion and a half from VC and and PE throwing money at that to over $5 billion, right? So 
now we have all of this technology coming in and we need the seamstresses to come in and sew it together to help us make our, our beautiful quilt. I'll throw all the analogies out today, right? <laughs> Let's put this whole thing together. We haven't traditionally, those have always been saved for the big guys. And because of all the technology that's now entering in our space and our inability really to have the software as a service guys sew it all together for us. We now are required to have somebody's business card on the ready to be able to say, hey, I need to put all of this together. And we just traditionally have always said SI partners are for the big guys. And they're just, that's a myth. It's an absolute myth. And we need to stop. If something aches, we got to call the SI partner in that instance. And that's your place to start, I think. Well, I mean, think about affordability and processes and, and just getting all this done right. If you were to call an SI, like let's say you want, like that gentleman wants to start a digital transformation project. Instead of trying to go out and look at 15 ATSs and try and figure out something that he doesn't understand, if he called Holly or you or any of the other SIs and was like, hey, in the next 18 to 36 months, I want to change. So that means I need to have an advisor to teach me what to do because that's probably going to be cheaper than me hiring someone full-time to do that. And that's exactly where people start is they start outwardly. Yeah. They're like, I want to do all these demos. I just demo, 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 as opposed to what do I actually want? What are my business requirements? Right. So that we could actually identify the right technology, the right process, the right roadmap. And that's what a good SI is going to come in and do is help you do that. And more often than not, the hollies of the world are coming in after 4 million demos have been done and all of it's a bunch of gobbledygook in their brain. Yeah. And there's no plan. There's just a lot of, like, it's a lot of that patchwork. What do you call it? Band-aid buying? Band-aid buying. Yes. I call it the band-aid buying. And if you band-aid buy an ETS, you know, I'm going to say it, Lord, God bless you because you are in a world of trouble. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your technology stack heart. Bless your ATS CRM technology stack heart. Holly, you're familiar with that, right? The bless your heart. That means you are screwed. Y'all, I'm very familiar with bless your heart. I was explaining why I use y'all and you all to Holly and and Lauren, because I'm a nerd in some ways. And there's no vosotros for all my Spanish speakers in English, right? We lack a good way to say y'all normally. I never use that word till I moved to the South. To the fake South. Listen, I'm the only state in the union you have to drive north in to get to the South. So it's fine. Okay, I'll give you that. That's a great line, by the way. Our main topics for this were like some of the myths, because I feel like when I worked at Bullhorn, I didn't really understand the value of an SI. Because like, if I did, maybe like people would call me and they'd be like, oh, hey, we want to evaluate your test. I'm like, have you talked to somebody to help you? Like, did you find Jesus before you decided to call and get an ATS uh, demo? Like, you need Jesus first, you know? (laughs) You need someone to guide you. Because you can't do it yourself most of the time. <laughs> That's actually a good point, though, Robert. I mean, sometimes what we spend time doing as well is educating our product partners as well on who we are. I think that also, if done effectively, can make us a better partner, both for our clients and customers and the technology vendors that we're representing in whatever instance that is, right? Because the tech vendors understand how their products are supposed to be used, how to use it as designed. But making that translation into business language, like you were talking about the example of the gentleman you were talking to last week, that's critical to helping them understand the change and be willing to make the journey is to understand what it means for them. That guy has been doing those manual processes forever and ever and ever. He has to see that his job is not becoming obsolete just by virtue of the fact that you're going to automate a bunch of it. He has to understand that this is an opportunity for him to evolve in his role and to do into more value-add 
added activities and opportunities within the business, right? Let the technology handle the stuff that that's taking up a lot of his day, but not adding a lot of value and help him see how he can adapt to that. Get rid of manual entry, get more into value add, revenue generating behaviors, or things that create an incredible experience for your customers. So now I'm curious, Holly, what are the three like missteps that you're seeing so frequently today? Where are people just tripping up? I want to qualify too, right? Because, and Lauren, this is something that Leap Consulting was based on. Like you've wanted to serve the SMB. I know you have some large clients, but you have a lot of SMB clients. So Holly, you know, whether it's an SMB or an enterprise or if it's everybody, I think that would be would be interesting, even if it's more than three, by the way, I'm happy to get them all. We want to know all the mistakes that you're seeing, but top three errors. Top three errors. Oh, that's a good one. Well, one of them, I think the one that's top of mind is not anything new, but it continues to be. We are not as human beings, change is hard, right? So we say we want to change, right? And then we immediately go about trying to turn the new solution into what we did before, right? How many times have we seen an ATS become their old ATS or it's configured the way that their old ATS or they want some sort of customization to make it like their old ATS? And that's that. Why aren't we taking all this beautiful new goodness out of the box functionality and really try and rethink our process? So yeah, if you're really ready for change, are you really ready for change? The number one is make sure you're ready for change. Make sure you're ready for change. Yes. I would also say too, Lauren, one of the things that's exciting in the industry now is how much investment there's been in technology, right? I mean, the technology landscape and staffing is just night and day what it used to be. But along with that comes complexity and confusion. And so I think one of the other things that we've both seen, I think the first opportunity you and I had to work together was probably a good example of that where people are putting in systems, but then they're not using them, right? Because they don't understand what they should be using it for. They haven't taken the journey to understand what the purpose is for the technology, why they're using it. And so they end up with a lot of underutilized technology. They end up with a lot of duplication in their technology stack, right? They have two or three tools that do exactly the thing. Same thing, yeah. This is why you need a guide. This is why you need to find Jesus before you evaluate software. You know, that Band-Aid buy, like one part hurts. So we Band-Aid buy, and then we don't understand that maybe the current vendor actually had it on the roadmap. So then you end up with duplicative functionality because you don't have a great cadence of communication with your vendor partner. And you're not treating them like a partner. You're just treating them like SaaS. And to a degree, it's just not the wise thing to do because the technology continues to evolve and you have to stay engaged. You have to understand where it's going. It's a combination of this Band-Aid buy, but then just not being fully educated of what it's supposed to do, how it's supposed to work. And then you buy it and you use a portion of it, forgetting that it also did X, Y, and Z, but then you never capitalize it on it. And so you go buy a new tool that does X, Y, and Z, forgetting that. And so you and I often work on optimization opportunities. Often. And I think that's another place where an SI really have fills a unique need, right? Because product companies want to sell you products. That's what they make their money off of. And we only focus on like the two or three things that you need to close the deal. So like, we're not trying to like tell you everything because it makes it too complicated and it can slow the deal down. So let's just be realistic, right? Well, and to your point, Holly, gosh, I don't expect 
my staffing owner, who is a business person, to understand that Cloud Call has 12 separate products or that Sense has this plus a bot plus of this plus of that and texting. And, you know, how are they supposed to run a business and a team and an organization and have their mission and their vision and their value and then know all of the ancillary products that are within one product? name, right? And I think that, again, that's where, call your SI attorney, because <laughs> <Right? laughs> we know all the new laws. We know, all, we know all the new product. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why it's such a great analogy, right? I was having lots of thoughts too. It's like, oh, Grammarly. Smelled something burning. Hey, watch it. <laughs> Grammarly is a SaaS product, right? But they do releases. Apple is a multi-pronged product, right? They have SaaS. But like when they do releases, there might be a hundred articles about it. So like you could probably find a way to digest and understand what they do. Okay. But like Able, I'm wearing an Able t-shirt right now. I work for great recruiters. Like you might just get an email and you might just have that email being filtered out. And so like if you don't have someone helping you, they're like, oh hey, they just did an update, like here's the breakdown. Here's the bullet points. Click here for deeper dive, right? Like that's fun. And the bullhorn does a good job of that now. And people probably skip that too, truthfully. But like, that's really what I think people need to have someone translating for. It's like a translation. Oh my goodness. I mean, just if you go back to product releases, Bullhorn is a great example. They've actually done a really good job of making it a little bit more ingestible. But oh my goodness, job order rate cards, placement rate cards, location assignments, support tax on margin, invoice terms. That's part of October. So how in the farm heck are you supposed to stay not only abreast of what's happening with your current and existing technology, but how in the heck are you supposed to know all the new stuff that's coming out? And that's why I just think it's fundamental no-brainer to reach out to the experts. So we still got to get to number three. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it's probably cheaper in the long run from a spend perspective if you have a retainer with someone like the Regents Group. It's got to be cheaper. Yes. And I mean, regardless of whether it's a retainer or whether there's lots of different ways to price it, but I think what you're really saying is a pound of preparation, right? Like making sure that that upfront planning, that upfront preparation, while it seems like you're going slow instead of going fast, it will really accelerate your time to value, your ROI. And in the end, you'll end up in a better place in terms of your spend in the long run than you would have just sort of jumped right in. I have also, and that's a really good point too, because I've also had customers go, I don't have time to like go through all of this stuff. And my answer is always, but do you have time to get it wrong? Yeah, absolutely. But again, it goes back to the idea. Like if you have a guide, I'll I'll keep using Jesus in this case. If you have found... (laughs) How about just a shepherd? No, I want to use Jesus. God. (laughs) We are full of maladies today. Oh my goodness. Why can't I use Jesus today? He's a, a shining light of self-education. Anyway, you have that guide. It's going to help you make better decisions. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And one other quick thing I wanted to say, just going back to what you guys were talking about in terms of staffing companies don't have the time to learn about all these things about technology. It's one of the things I think that as a byproduct of there being more tech in the landscape, complicated by things like on-demand platforms where tech companies are moving into the staffing landscape, I think that some staffing companies are trying to turn themselves into technology companies. And I think that that's a mistake. I think the things that will differentiate staffing companies 
from the tech companies that are trying to encroach on their space is if they continue to keep their business fundamentally about people and the technology as an enabler for those relationships. All of freaking Luya, because I was on the panel with Chris Loop and Rohan from Time Saved and Jason, and we're talking about the convergence of on-demand staffing in our traditional model. And again, having banged heads with the Blue Crews and the Winolos and the what have you is because we are this service industry. And don't get it twisted, though. Blue Crew now has 600 employees, right? They are learning from us as much as we are learning from them. But to your point, if we can honor our relationship business, keep it about people, we'll come out winning in the end. And I think it comes down to the, somebody in that class asked, or in that session said, build or buy. And I think Chris has this amazing saying, buy when you can, build when you must. And, but I think that it honors the balance that we have to take. Do you want to be a staffing company or do you want to be a technology company? And really in our off hours, we want to be a technology company, but our core value is the relationships we have with our candidates, the relationships we have with our customers, how well we know them and how well we know how to put them together. And technology only enables and accelerates that. And I think if we look at it holistically like that, we won't lose our identity in this whole convergence. I like the idea. I mean, we use Domino's as an example of digital transformation, right? When I worked at Bullhorn and you have the... I know where my pizza is at all times. Well, Domino's is like a technology company that sells pizza, but their core focus is selling pizza. And then the technology is meant to enable you to get it in a much more nicer experience, right? In a more personalized experience. And it's funny, they're getting back to like their, we'll deliver it in 15 minutes or less kind of mindset because that's because they're doing such a good job at technology that now like if you order pickup and they can't get it to you in two minutes when you say i'm here they're going to give the next one to you for free like that's old school i remember when i was a kid you like watch the clock because the, the Domino's guy had to get there and like you could call him out like it was, and then you walked up and you like due to the fact that your pizza oh was God. late oh due God. to the fact that the pizza was late gonna have to get it for free <laughs> It's so exhausting. Uh, uh, I wish you guys could see the, the gestures that I'm making right now, Lauren. I'm not flicking her off. I'm doing my best dramatic ex- exasperating, yes. wiping my brow and flicking it away. Although his hand is off the screen. You saw what happened, Holly. You know what's going on. I'd flick Lauren off. Anyway. No, but we're more and more and more, we're requiring transparency. We're requiring this, this mobile experience, this on-demand experience. And look, I don't, you got to call the right people if, to evaluate what is your place in this going to be. And I think you got to call in the pros. Did we ever get to number three, by the way? Yeah, we did. Of course we did. I was so engaged in this conversation that I didn't even think. No, we were talking. Number three was long-term partnerships. and No, no, no. The number three thing that they mess up. Oh, no. We didn't get to number three, Holly. Oh, my goodness. Squirrel. I just totally squirreled out. Number three of things that people that we're seeing agencies do wrong. Thank you, Rob. This is like a 15-minute circle, Holly, so I'm sorry if you forgot it already. Okay. I did forget we hadn't done three though. Number three, mistakes that people are making. I think we've kind of touched on this, but in case we haven't, I think thinking that a technology alone is going to fix whatever your problems are within your organization. Preach. 
Yeah, preach. I was on a panel actually with Rohan not too long ago and some other folks. We got to have Rohan on this podcast. Rohan, you're next. Yeah, Rohan, you're on. Sorry, Golly, go ahead. He's awesome. But they were talking about that specifically and about the fact that whatever issues or challenges you have in your organization, those are going to be magnified (laughs) when you implement a new technology solution. You are not going to fix organizational problems with a new technology. Culture over technology and when things you need to get right, you got to stack the house the right way. It's not a cure-all. And I think that that is also a misnomer is businesses think, well, I bought this. Now everything should be fixed and everybody should be happy. And we changed. We digitally transformed. And that's just, it's more than that. Transformation takes on a number of different things. And and I think you need to, I talked a little bit about this in my four-hour course, but you can't just look at four hours of me. I get tired of me after five minutes. God bless the people that were in that class. But operational innovation and transformation, we have to look at the structure of your organization. Do you have the support that you need? And if you don't have the support, you can hire it. Before you buy, hire someone to help you. Yeah. That's the whole the whole conversation has been about. And we've talked a little bit about the world of work changing and this sort of fractionalization of, I built an entire business on it, right? The idea that no one in 2020 was hiring a chief digital transformation officer, but everybody needed a fractional one. And the same thing stands for if you don't have all of the resources you need to make your way through this digital transformation, you can work with a firm that can support you through that in the long and short term. Holly, this has been awesome. Any closing words, any, any thoughts that came up while we were going over this that you didn't, that Lauren and I talked over you because you couldn't get a word in? <laughs> no, look at I don't think so. I think we uh, covered a lot. I really enjoyed the conversation and loved having the chance to talk to you guys about this stuff. I like to geek out on it, as Lauren says with her. So I really appreciated the opportunity to chat with you guys today. If you are considering a digital transformation, please call the experts. Just like if you needed a MNDA or an MSA, you would call your attorney. Come on, call the right partner to help you get this done. That would be, that's what I'm imploring businesses to do is an SI is right for every size of organization, retail, SMB, enterprise. There are SI firms for all size firms. Yeah. So stop calling every ATS to do a demo before you talk to an SI partner. (laughs) It's going to save you time, money. Yeah. Stop. Stop for now. Yeah. You're good. Like let, let someone help you first. All right. That was amazing. I feel like this was definitely one of the most educational. Uh, if you just listen to us and get past our nonsense, you got a lot out of it. <laughs> so Holly, thank you so much. Lauren, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you, Holly. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning into the You on the Experience podcast. This is Rob. And I'm Lauren. Now go do something good. Bye, guys.